If your heart is in your dream, no request is too extreme. When you wish upon a star, as dreamers do. While these are the lyrics of Ned Washington's When You Wish Upon a Star, which were first heard in the 1940 classic movie Pinocchio, the man responsible for you knowing this melody is none other than Walt Disney. I have changed the opening sentence of today's episode more times than I care to count, not because I'm indecisive, but because of the countless words of wisdom Mr. Disney shared along his unbelievably challenging career from newspaper salesman to the legendary archon that we know him today. Growing up, Wilde's father was not the cuddling type, to put it politely. Stern, disciplined, and not really fond of fun time, Walt's youth was anything but magical kingdoms and fairy tales. When he was nine years old, his feet hit the floor every morning at 3.30 along with his older brother Roy to help their father deliver newspapers throughout Kansas City. The other boys helping Walt's dad were paid $3 a week. Walt and his brother? Eh, not so much. Not a single nickel. Roy, eventually being fed up with the circumstances, and who could blame him, left home after two years and found work on a farm. But as Richard Schirkel wrote in his most fascinating book, the Disney version, The Life, Times, Art, and Commerce of Walt Disney, which is a tremendous read, by the way, he states, A childhood grounding on hard economic bedrock can be invaluable a man who spends his adult life in a highly speculative enterprise like show business with its sudden, often shocking, ups and downs. Shuckle went on to say, it teaches one how much worse things can be. And as if Walt Disney were able to look into the future and peek into Shuckle's book, he even stated, all of the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles, have strengthened me. While I refrain from calling Walt Disney ever the optimist, I think I would rather honor him with the title Ever the Resilient. Today, let's open this storybook a bit more and find how success is more than wishes and fairy dust. But don't fret, there's plenty of room for the happily ever after. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three Two, one. Wish. Has there ever been a word so empowering yet so debilitating? It's the bedrock of every fairy tale just as much as the downfall of every dream. I wish things were different. I wish I could. Ugh. I wish my life were like theirs. As soon as the word wish comes out of our mouths, it's as if we've already given up. Dictionary.com defines wish as to feel or express a strong desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable. Want something that cannot or probably will not happen. Wish. Wish can play various roles, though either as the whisper of hope behind our dreams or, more often, the setback to our success. Many of us dream, but how many of us dare? 
history books are filled with men and women who dared more than dreamed. Those when faced with adversity, big or small, willed their way rather than wishing it. Again, a hope for something that is not easily attainable. But how do we go from hope to hero? What made Walt Disney or any of the other pioneers so special that they never quit? Are they different? Were they born different? Was something just different? Well, I'm going to highlight a few things that I think made a difference. Are you ready? Okay. Now, let's take just a few seconds and center our thoughts before we begin. When applied, these are the simple steps moving forward, whether you're just trying to get out of bed each day or if you're reinventing the wheel. We each have our predicaments, but we each have our purpose. Take the first step. It's easier than you think. And then once you have, you'll notice the second step is right there waiting. Let's take a five second deep breath in. Here we go, join with me. Five, four, three, two, one. Hold, long breath out. Five, four, three, two, one. Hmm. <sighs> Let's do that one last time. Breathing in for five, four, three, two, one. Hold. Long breath out. Five, four, three, two, one. No matter where you are, you can always stop and take a deep breath. To continue, number one, believe first, begin second. How you think will determine how you try. A little secret you may already know, whatever it may be in life, there will be disappointments. From not getting picked in dodgeball to losing a loved one, no one has ever promised the life of a princess or a prince. But in everything, stay positive. Yes, it's hard, and there will be punches in the gut. But focusing on what's ahead while building from the past will bring you ever closer to your goals, which is exactly the next step. Number two, last is first. Imagine the end result. I once read when Amazon is developing a new product, they write the press release before they even begin designing. Absolutely brilliant. Working backwards from where you want to be and landing where you are now not only allows you to see the steps you'll encounter, but will define in fine detail what you're wanting to accomplish. Visualize your holy grail. Work backwards, breaking down each step piece by piece. When you have a goal in mind, write it down, envision it, and begin to list how to accomplish those steps. If getting out of bed is an emotional hurdle, 
Write down one or two things you would enjoy doing once you're out of bed. Even if that means making a really great cup of coffee or calling a friend or, I don't know, baking chocolate chip cookies. Set an alarm outside the room and tell yourself, I can do this. Even if you want to go back to bed afterward, praise yourself for taking the steps, baking the cookies, and I have a feeling that once you're up, you'll want to stay on your feet with such a win. Writing down your goals and taking small steps each time is key. Small victories win the war. You can do this. And finally, number three, surround yourself with support. Epicurus said it is not so much our friends' help that helps us as the confidence of their help. Anxiety, depression, breakdowns, fatigue, these are all parts of any growth. But many hands make light the weight. While you may think you are being a burden to someone listening, in reality, you are being a friend. You are showing them they care enough for you to share what you're going through. What delight you take in knowing a close friend dialed your number first, be it to celebrate or to mourn. You were there when they needed a friend the most. Now, reverse the role and imagine their joy in you calling them first. As long as you reach out, you are never alone. You aren't. You are never alone. Years before Mickey Mouse steered his steamboat down a river, Walt Disney had setback after setback. From numerous bankruptcies to working out of an old garage for five years without earning a dime, playing only the cards given, he pressed on, even mortgaging his house to finance Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Even his wife thought the idea of a feature-length animated film was, well, absurd. Three years in the making, and at a cost of equivalent to $25 million in today's standards, it was immediately held as a masterpiece, making the most money of any movie that year, an equivalent of $134 million today. Food for Thought the genesis of his entire career was during the Great Depression. Looking back, who in their right mind would take such a risk, such a gamble, again and again, all at the mercy of making people smile with a tiny mouse cartoon? Whatever you have in you, as simple or as grandiose you may think it to be, I want you to realize you are that smile. You are that reprieve the world has been void of. A neighboring house or a distant country turn your wish into will. Touch the lives of those around you and know that your struggles from yesterday are to help others with their tomorrow. Be their wish. For when you do, you'll find getting out of bed has a whole new meaning not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. 
Some of you may or may not know I call North Carolina home, Charlotte more specifically. For a beautiful season of about five years, I lived in Brooklyn, New York. But what struck me most about returning to Charlotte was the tremendous talent of musicians in the Queen City. I would put some of these players up against anybody on the global stage, and I say that sincerely. Our local NPR station, WFAE, has an amazing podcast, spotlighting the talents in my own backyard. The podcast is called Amplifier, and host Joni Deutsch goes deep into Charlotte's music scene and shares some of the best songs and stories from the city's music makers and shakers. One of my favorite episodes includes Christopher James Lees, the resident conductor for the Charlotte Symphony who was inspired to get into music not by Beethoven or Bach, but by Star Wars. My favorite quote, I really believe in the power of music. I believe in its ability to bring people together. Which, I have to be honest, was the whole purpose of creating Calm It Down. Listen to that podcast and so many more awesome moments, including yours truly being on the program, on the Amplifier podcast, available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wfae.org slash amplifier. And say hi to Joni when you do. She is a gem. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or a diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature. But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.